Charlie Kaufman from Troma Entertainment, creator of the Toxic Avenger. And let me tell you that the Atomic Podcast with Ephraim blows up the news on a verbal basis. You can't believe it. It's the best, the best podcast you can ever hear. And, and the, to- the Toxic Avenger listens constantly. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Ephraim Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, he's back for Volume 2. He is the founder and he is the proprietor and he is the man of Troma Entertainment. He's my friend and your friend, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd, man, welcome back. Oh, Ephraim, thank you. It is so great to be invited back, and uh, this is, uh, you know, this is my 50th year of making feature-length films, and I was hoping to get back on Atomic Podcast, but, uh, you know, I didn't want to wish for too much, but but uh, Satan has rewarded me. <laughs> I hope it's very good, and he, has, he rewarded you with a pitchfork up the butthole, right? <laughs> oh, now, Ephraim, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's a a very hard, geometrically, that's a difficult assignment. (laughs) Um, Last time you were on the show, (laughs) I was going to say... You need an atomic suppository. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about your career, and we talked about a lot of stuff with trauma. Um, So far in this year, what's been going on? Any changes been going on in trauma entertainment? Any changes personally in your life that's been going on? Well, the big, uh, I'm on my way to, the, to uh, a big tour going to Florida, Los Angeles, Detroit, um, and then uh, Cannes Film Festival. The Cannes Film Festival, we're going to be presenting Return to, Return to Nukemai, a.k.a. Volume 2. And um, and it's unbelievable, but uh, this is an amazing film, and the world is so excited about it. So that's our big project, uh, but there's many, many uh, aspects of Tromaville. Troma Now, you know about our streaming service, Troma yeah. Now, uh, where the first month is free, but it's all these world premiere movies made by independent filmmakers like yourself, and, uh, and uh, they are, um, uh, unlike Amazon and YouTube, uh, Troma Now is not throwing films off. Uh, we, uh, we're we home for the real independent movies. And whether there's a sex or violence or uh, pro-cutting uh, heads off or against cutting heads, we don't have <laughs> any censorship, unlike Amazon or, uh, or YouTube. And uh, Troma Now, uh, is the first month is free, and then it's only $4 or four ninety nine a month. And all these premiere movies, world premieres, you can't see them anywhere else except on Troma Now. And it's uh, very exciting. Uh, we're getting wonderful, wonderful movies. Uh, this this month we're premiering a couple of movies, including uh, The Middle Finger by Sean, uh, by uh, Seamus Hanley. Seamus Hanley is an award-winning uh, Irish director, and uh, he uh, it's a hilarious and uh, pretty out, out there, you know. You would love it. You're going to love it. You will love it. You'll love it, Ethan. All right. Um, What's been the biggest thing you've learned about life or discovered about yourself since the last time we spoke? Well, I think the 
the biggest thing is that um, uh, I'm 71 years old and I still haven't learned to shut my fucking mouth and uh, <laughs> uh, and I I, 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 I just somehow I, I I think that's what I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 I want to get your opinion. You know, I don't talk politics on the show, but I've been talking about a lot of politics with a lot of people. Um, what is your opinion of the political climate in this country, especially with our profound president Trump? You know, it's a very interesting question. My my friend Stan Lee. Uh, you know, who created Spider-Man. Yeah. He, he, uh, he and I have known each other. I've known him longer. I've been married for 43 years, and I've been making movies for 50 years, and I've known him longer than that. And he never talks about politics, and I stupidly do. So that might that might uh, uh, be the reason that Stan Lee is a, uh, a world-famous uh, hero, and I'm uh, uh, deep in the reeds of the underground. But I, I think uh, we're in trouble. I don't know that it's, I, I, you know, and I don't know that it's Trump's fault. I think we as a culture are, are very weak and very, uh, very uh, falling apart. I mean, you've got Yale University, my alma mater, where the administration uh, feels they must tell the Yale students what to wear on Halloween. I mean, the Yale students are the leaders of tomorrow. You know, this is, uh, we, we, we're not supposed to dress as Indians or Mexicans or, uh, you know, the fact that Yale students should be told by the administration what to wear. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, uh, at any rate, it's, we're, we're living in a horrible age. Steve Martin said a very nice thing about uh, the dead uh, women, uh, Debbie Reynolds and the daughter, uh, whatever her name was, from Star Wars, and he got, he got yeah. slammed, and yeah. he had to remove his uh, uh, Twitter account because of it. You know, Steve Martin, a great comedian, and he 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 he, he did it. He yeah. buckled. He he buckled. He, he uh, you know the snowflakes uh, beat him up. Yeah. You know what the hell is going on? You can say anything. You know, we have the freedom of speech as long as you don't say anything, mm-hmm. right? The, yeah. the Berkeley, Berkeley University. The, the, again, you're young and I'm old, but in my era, when I was in college, Berkeley was the stalwart, was it, it, the definition of free speech was the University of California at Berkeley. And they don't let people speak. They riot because they don't want people to speak. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that all about? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Ann Coulter... Charles Murray or Adolf Hitler, uh, they, they shouldn't have, they should let the people speak, freedom of speech. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's okay if Al Sharpton speaks. If Al Sharpton, who's a thief, who's a fraudster, who has uh, committed uh, crimes and who has not paid his taxes, right? How he's, That's not the right. He hasn't paid taxes, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He, it, it's okay for him to speak, but not for... Uh, Charles Murray or for uh, Ann Coulter to speak and they're violently rejected at the door of Berkeley University when mm-hmm. I see things like that we are in trouble buddy we are in serious trouble and it has nothing to do with Trump yeah. it has nothing to do with Trump the fact that he's in office shows how much trouble we're in <laughs> and by the way you see what's going on in Venezuela well, I, well what's going on in Venezuela 
it's a total meltdown. The country is a, it's gone. Venezuela is a mess. Venezuela is the new, it's going to be the new uh, Middle East. It's horrible. And that can happen here with these idiots. Right? Mm, yeah. These, these, these uh, snowflakes, these, what, these uh, I don't know what they are, but they, they go and beat up anybody who's different from them. Anyone who has a different opinion. Yeah. At, at my university at Yale, they assaulted, uh, not physically, but verbally, a very nice superstar professor who was trying to reach out to young people. And they got in his face, and and uh, and they and he resigned, and his wife resigned. This is a superstar, a, a major major professor who's won a Nobel Peace Prize, who's got a best-selling book, who you know a scientist, mm-hmm. not, you know, not not a politician, not a political scientist, but a, a biologist or some kind of science. I don't even know what it is, <laughs> but you know a serious guy, superstar professor, and they uh, beat him up, and he, I don't mean physically. But they got in his face, and he said, yeah. "Fuck this! I'm not." If these students, right, they they want a home, they want a country club, they don't want a university like like uh, where you have, uh, uh, you know, uh, spirited debates. They don't mm-hmm. want that. They mm-hmm. want a country club. They want a home. Mm-hmm. They want a home. Mm-hmm. So so I'm I'm out of it. I I'm and look what's going on with the media, right? The oh. media. Everybody's so excited about the new Star Wars or or the new uh, Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. yeah. Furious. Five or six media conglomerates control everything we see, hear, and read. And much more important for you guys is to know that net neutrality, the new FCC, uh, uh, the new FCC Film Commission, uh, the new FCC Federal Communications Commissioner, is dedicated to destroying a, 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 a net neutrality. You won't be here, right? Mm-hmm. There will be no no atomic podcast. There'll be no trauma if net neutrality goes away. Net neutrality uh, is the free, open, and diverse internet where everybody is equal, where uh, where the angry video nerd has just as much uh, uh, power over the uh, 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 to get eyeballs as you do, or Disney, or Trauma Entertainment, or mm-hmm. Lloyd Kaufman, mm-hmm. and and that's going to go away, and nobody's doing anything about it. Right? That's the last democratic medium. So I think it's a mess. I think we're in a horrible, horrible state. And the government, the, the citizenry, look how 40% are obese, and we're complaining that, uh, we, we, right, everybody's complaining that mm-hmm. uh, certain people, that the government doesn't want them to, to drink uh, Coca-Cola oh, or something. Yeah. yeah, that was... um. That was the mayor, right, of New York. He was he made um, Bloomberg, Bloomberg when he was the mayor, yeah. It's the mayor of San Francisco. It's the governor yeah. of California. Yeah. It's the president. It's Obama. It's everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got forty percent obese people. Yeah. Think about what the taxpayers are paying for their uh, diabetes and all that, mm. and everybody's babying them. Ooh, don't fat shame them, right? Yeah. Like, this is a mess. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. It's, it's always something. He's either. Medicine for cancer, medicine for this, medicine for that. You know, it's just, it's it's ongoing. It's ongoing. Well, I can tell you that uh, you've got lobbyists, uh, speaking, getting back to Trump, the lobbyists, the people co- that contributed to the Trump inaugural, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, gambling, right? Mm-hmm. This guy Adelson, who ga- uh, owns uh, gambling, mm-hmm. big billionaire. Yeah. Uh, cigarette companies, uh, liquor companies, um, um, uh, oil company, all the lobbyists, the big, big, big lobbyists 
uh, paid for the inauguration. You know, it just, it, there's no draining of the swamp. And uh, that's, it's probably not, you know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's as bad as uh, as Hillary or uh, Bill Clinton, but it's pretty bad. It's, uh, <laughs> and now um, uh, this uh, mess in Yemen, uh, these poor people that are being bombed by the Arab, you know, Arabia, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, bombing these people, and Iran bombing these people. Yeah, I've been to Yemen. My daughter spent two years in Yemen studying Arabic, and 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 they're destroying this ancient culture. Mm-hmm. You know, not not it's not just us; it's it's them, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, it's Iran, it's the U.S., it's Russia. We're destroying a culture that goes back thousands of years. We've been to that country; it was beautiful, you know, poor but beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's it's just uh, horrible. Hashtag sad. You know, it's. It's a mess. It's a real mess, and it's it's uh, it's not just Trump's fault. It's it's the fault of uh, of the Clintons, and uh, and unfortunately, we have a media that is uh, horrible. The New York Times, the the Wall Street Journal, the the the, the, the CNN, the Fo- and Fox. Oh, look at Fox. Yeah. Look at this guy O'Reilly. Oh yeah. He, He's going to get sixty million dollars to go away. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. But this is our society. Yeah. I'm going to the Cannes Film Festival, right? Yeah. <laughs> to the Cannes Film Film Festival since 1971. Wow. The Cannes Festival in 1971 until about 1990 was a festival. They mm. love movies. Uh-huh. It's all about uh, corporate now, the Cannes Film Festival. Mm. It's all about uh, perfume. It's all about $100,000 dresses. It's all about the red carpets. Okay. It's all about the uh, the stars of the sex tapes walking the red carpets as if they were talented people. Yeah. Right? It's not about the movies. Yeah. yeah we do have some good movies. The Cannes Film Festival has a great portage of, uh, of his, uh, movies. But the whole value system, right? The whole idea that we value, that we respect uh, Sofia Vergarari or whatever her name is. <laughs> What's her name? Vergara. Sofia Vergara. She's wearing a $4,000 uh, pocketbook. Yeah. And she's she's showing it off. A four thousand dollar pocketbook. Half yeah. the world is living on two dollars a day or less. And this cunt is is uh and, and she's very funny and she's very talented. She's from a poor country called Colombia, which is a a, a shithole. You know, it's it's a disgrace as a human as a society. Yeah. And, she, and she's lucky enough to be a star. And she's bragging about a four thousand dollar pocketbook. While well, her people are dying under mudslides and and Farca and and uh, the, uh, the mafia and oh, give me a break! I want to blow my fucking brains out. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know, obviously you're passionate about politics, you're passionate about movies, and you had success in the industry. But what's the toughest part about your rock star lifestyle? I don't have a rock star lifestyle. I'm a total bourgeois. I read the newspapers. I read books. I go to the movies. Yeah. I, 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 I share in the actions and passions of my time. 
I'm not a rock star. I don't go. I don't. You don't see my name in the. No. Well. The, uh, yeah. Well. You, columns or yeah. Any of that stuff. Well, I'm you know. To, I mean, I get. I'm lucky enough to be on the Atomic Podcast. <laughs> but, uh, or, uh, but I don't have any kind of. Uh, no, but you. You know. You, yeah. You know. I, you know. I don't mean like you're going to the Hollywood parties, but I mean you know you have a very comfortable lifestyle, and you know you're not like, you know you're just you know doing your thing, working a nine to five like everybody else, and. You know, you have a very comfortable lifestyle. Like, um, how do you maintain being so humble the way you are? Like, how do you, like, what, what's this? If there is a secret to it, what is the secret? With me, it's all about the movies. I love cinema, and uh, that's all I do. And I don't have a nine-to-five lifestyle. I have kind of a 20-hour-a-day a lifestyle yeah. because I'm obsessed with film and, and trying to uh, uh, make films that will make a difference, that will get people thinking and that will uh, create some emotion and to try to to entertain young people so that uh, maybe uh, I can create a calm of, uh, of, uh, of a change in the world, uh, a little tiny drop in that bucket of, uh, you know, as the metaphor goes. So, so um, it's all about them making cinema and, and enjoying cinema and being part of cinema and watching cinema and... Uh, and of course, uh, worshiping at the altar of Atomic Podcast. <laughs> oh, you're too kind, Lord. You're too kind. Um, I was just recently talking to Geraldine Paracella. Um, she she regretted not getting to work with you in the film um, Diary of a Fat Man. Um, how was that role like of playing Steve Hart? Well, I've been in many uh, movies by young, uh, new, independent filmmakers because I want to help them. And... Uh, uh, Steve Hart, uh, Stephen, uh, who's from Australia, by the way, mm-hmm. um, he's a uh, wonderful young man who's uh, fighting the odds, and uh, and anything I can do to help him. You know, again, he's a film fanatic, and if you go to Lloyd Kaufman on IMDb, you'll see I'm in about 200, uh, more than 200 movies. Most of them are by uh, underground or, or young starting filmmakers. I'm also in um, some, fa- you know, some famous uh, filmmakers' movies who used to work with us. Uh, you know, uh, Sharknado 4, I've got a cameo in that, and, uh, um, you know, a bunch of other movies. Yeah. Um, speaking of cameos, are you going to be in the cameo in Guardians 2? No. The Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which, uh, and I've seen some of it, uh, looks even better than Guardians number one. Really? And probably the main reason, one of the reasons it's better than number one is that I'm not in. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I was killed in in volume one, yeah. so uh, uh, therefore I cannot be in volume number two. Oh well, you know everybody has a twin out there. Could it be a lookalike Lloyd or? <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> so uh, it ain't happening. But there's a movie. Uh, there's a Stephen King film called The Cell, or Cell, C-E-L-L, and I have a great cameo in that with John Cusack. Ah, when, when it, um, is that already out? I think it's playing in theaters, uh, it's, uh, I think it's just come out, and it's, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's really good, and uh, if you go to uh, Lloyd Kaufman on IMDb, you'll see I'm in a, mm. oh, there's another one that I'm in that was in the Cannes Film Festival last year which opened in New York and is playing theatrically now, called Transfiguration by Michael O'Shea, and uh, the director, and Susan Lieber, the producer. And uh, I play a bum who gets killed. It's called Transfiguration. It's a little boy who becomes kind of a vampire. It's a wonderful 
you know, it's it's like. Have you seen Moonlight? Yes, yes. Well, it's a it's a horror. It's like a a shadow of Moonlight, a horror shadow of Moonlight. Mm, that sounds interesting. Boy, who's a, he's a black boy, but he becomes a, a sort of a vampire. It's it's an artistic horror film, but it's it's wonderful. It's great. Mm. Lloyd, with all the cameos and roles you had in film, do you have a favorite role you've been in so far in your life? I think the most interesting part I've played, Efren, is in Return to Return to Newcomb High Volume 2, mm -hmm. which we've just finished and we're bringing to the uh, Cannes Film Festival uh, in about two weeks. And um, I, I, that, I mean, the, I, the, the second half of that film you know, it's, it's a two-part movie. Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino told me a long time ago to make something more ambitious, and when I saw that he had done Kill Bill in two parts, then I uh, said, uh, okay, I'll do that uh, on a micro-budget. And um, uh, volume two of Return to Newcomb High, which is called Return to Return to Newcomb High, um, I think my, my, my role in that is uh, the most interesting of anything I've done. Mm. What's the single best piece of advice you've ever received from an actor or director? Uh, I, I think, I, I mean, honestly, I think the best advice is Stan Lee, who doesn't get involved in politics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's good advice for a young person. Uh, I think that's the best advice that I've received. Wow. But, um, I haven't uh, obviously. I have not uh, taken that advice, and uh, maybe the, <laughs> there may be a reason why I'm deep in the reeds of the underground. <laughs> um, what? I, if you would like me to give some advice to young people, yes, I, I think that we are very fortunate to live in the United States of America, even though I think we're going through horrible times, um, and that uh, you we don't have to worry about starving. We don't have to worry about a place to live. Somehow we're going to be in some sort of abode, and we're not going to starve. So we have the, the luxury of, of of being able to choose an occupation. And and uh, my suggestion to young people is, go for it. Whatever it is that's in your heart, uh, uh, do it. If you know, we're lucky. If mm -hmm. you if, we, if you were, I spent a year. I spent one year in the Republic of Chad, and and Chad at that time was was the number was like the poorest or second or third poorest country in the world, and and it's gone downhill since then. Mm. So those people there, all they all they want to do is eat and have a place to stay and and not die and or get killed by Bokum Bokum uh, Haram. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't have that luxury about what should I do with my life? They can't, you know, we're lucky enough so we can actually select an occupation. So I suggest to young people in the West, uh, uh, do what your heart tells you you want to do. If, if you love uh, making cheese, <laughs> make cheese. <laughs> if you love uh, uh, doing a, a podcast or uh, uh, worshiping at the shrine of VHS, uh, video cassettes do that you know do do to their own self be true a uh, phrase coined by one william shakespeare who as you know even wrote that great uh, american novel uh, 101 money making screenplay ideas otherwise known as uh, hamlet 
Do what you want to do. Just let yourself be true. Go for it. Yeah. Um, Lloyd, have you had any regrets in life? Uh, yes. I think anyone who says he hasn't had any regrets is is uh, not being true. Anyone who has anyone anyone who says he or she or it has had no regrets is uh, lying. Uh, I have plenty of regrets, uh, some of which I can't, I don't even want to talk about. They're so horrible. And, um, uh, you know, I wish I wasn't such a smart aleck. I wish I hadn't been such a big mouth. That's a big regret. I've definitely, uh, you know, probably, uh, you know, maybe I would be, I wouldn't be uh, so deep in the reeds of the underground if I had been easier to work with or... uh, you know, John Avelson, uh, who's an Oscar-winning director who I've known also, he would, he directed Rocky and uh, and Slow Dancing in the Big City and uh, Karate Kid. Uh, you know, he's a major American director. Uh, he told me at one point that uh, I don't have a great uh, reputation in the mainstream. And he's right. Uh, uh, and I regret that. You know, uh, but it's too late for that. <laughs> you know, so I, I have plenty of regrets. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and Edith Piaf, you know, made that sang that song Je ne regrette rien that's her signature song <laughs> bullshit I love her I love Edith Piaf and I love Edith Piaf music I'm a big worshiper of Edith Piaf but je ne reg- she doesn't regret anything bullshit she's got to regret a lot she was a junkie come on she's got to regret and, and she, she might have even this uh, if, you go, if you read about her and I've done a lot of re- uh, reading about her because I love her so much but she, uh, you know, when when uh, Hitler took over France, uh, she's got to regret a little bit about some of that. <laughs> Lloyd, um, what is your personal motto? I think to thine own self be true. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Um, so far, what has been your most unforgettable moment in... In, in um, um movie making in trauma, what has been the most unforgettable moment so far? <laughs> That's a very tough question because uh, I've been making movies for fifty years. Uh, you know, I there are things. You know, the first movie that I made that went into movie theaters. Small things happened, but they. At that time, when you're 21 years old or 22, you know, it, it becomes huge. But I, I guess the thing that stands out to me is um, Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD car flip because the car was coming right at me. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought, I thought the thing was going to land on me. Oh, my God. And I'll never get it. And then also the Toxic Avenger car flip when the uh, the, the experts fucked it up yeah. and somebody almost somebody could have died. They didn't, and they didn't even get injured. But um, the experts uh, that we hired at great expense uh, did a terrible job and didn't protect the their roll bar they installed was uh, deficient. And uh, luckily, nobody got hurt. But uh, I'll never forget that moment. Wow. Well, uh, uh, Lloyd, um, what is the key to a successful marriage? Well, I've 
been married for 43 years. I suppose that means it's successful. Uh, <laughs> yes, it I is. I think uh, if you want to be a... I, you know, I wrote the first book that I wrote, which uh, was written by James Gunn. Uh, I, I, I have something in the front of the book that says, if you want to be a successful trauma filmmaker, uh, be, I can't remember the exact words, marry a woman like Pat. <laughs> and uh, she's great. She's, uh, you know, she was in New York for 20 years. She was the New York State Film Commissioner appointed by both Democrat and Republican uh, governors, mm -hmm. and uh, she's brilliant, and she she goes along with everything. You know, she's so open-minded and generous and kind, and, and when she was commissioner, she just retired. Mm -hmm. She was as nice to the film student as she was to uh, Sam Raimi when he was bringing uh, Spider-Man to New York, you know what I mean? And yeah. So she, she, she's going with me to Florida to Spooky Empire, and uh, you know she's a debutante. Her, uh, her family came over before the Mayflower. You know, uh, <laughs> she's her mother was uh, in the, uh, her mother was in the what the fuck is it called? Colonial Dames. Yeah. The Colonial Dames. They, they are, are, they look down on the daughters of the American Revolution. So here's this woman from North Carolina who is, uh, you know, from this very uh, uh, debutantish society, and she's hanging out with, uh, with uh, you know, Guar and, uh, and uh, my friends who, uh, you know, have things in their noses and uh, tattoos on their penises and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and by the same token, I go to her debutante balls. She's... Uh, she was president of the New York uh, Junior League, and uh, she goes to she. I go to the uh, the balls every year, uh, to the Christmas ball and the Thanksgiving debutante ball. You know, we go every year, and they do the President's March, and uh, and there I am, the uh, the maker of uh, Terra Firma and Romeo and Juliet, a movie that promotes incest and. I'm, I'm marching in the debutante uh, ball, uh, President's March, and so so um, uh, you know. I think uh, I got lucky. I think that you know. I don't know that there's a secret to a long marriage, but marry uh, somebody named Pat, and uh, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> well, but you know, like marriage is hard because a lot of people are married, and you know, there's temptations out there. Like, have you dealt with a lot of temptation from other women and throwing themselves at you? And how do you resist? And how do you you know, how do you stay true to, to, you know, to the commitment you made? Well, uh, my wife has made it very clear that uh, I, she will cut my balls off. And I, uh, <laughs> I will become a very nice, uh, what's the French word uh, for, um, uh, what's that? It's, it's like a, a poulon. Uh, it's a... <laughs> A, a, a bird where they remove the testicles so it becomes very a lot of white meat on it uh, <laughs> oh god uh, <laughs> they puffs up you know they take out the penis and it becomes a very puffed up bird oh. she'll she'll no, she, she's a very beautiful uh, southern belle and and uh, but uh, oh yeah she I think she would uh, I'd be in very serious trouble hmm 
Everybody who's been in your um, trauma studios from James Gunn and so on, um, are you proud to see their career skyrocket as they are now in like big Hollywood production films and everything? Well, I'm very proud of the fact that trauma has been around for 43 years and that uh, we, we... You launched a lot of people. Beautiful, uh, you know, that what, what I'm proud of is that James Gunn worked for trauma and his best friends are, um, are uh, people he met on uh, Tromeo, his best friend in the world. He met on uh, Tromeo and Julia. How cool is that? Yeah. And Eli Roth uh, is nice to us and keeps in touch. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the fact, uh, I think it's great. And there's so many uh, people who are, you know, I, 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 I'm on Twitter, right? Yeah. And my own Twitter, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, uh, at George Lloyd Kaufman, mm-hmm. I don't get any bad uh, pushback at all, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, how nice, you know, so I think, I think uh, uh, people, are, the, I, you know, the people who've worked for Trauma, they seem to be fairly, and if, you should watch the Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead, behind the scenes documentary. Mm-hmm. It's free on Trauma Movies. Mm-hmm. Trauma movies on YouTube. The mm-hmm. Poultry Geist is free on Trauma movies. You can you can see about four hundred movies for free on Trauma movies on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a documentary, Poultry in Motion, mm-hmm. and you can see what it, what I'm screaming at people. I'm abusing them. I'm, I'm an <laughs> asshole. And yet, people seem to have a very. Uh, I mean, I get calls from people who worked for us thirty years ago. Amy, who did the, I just got a note from Amy, uh, uh, I can't remember her last name, but she did a lot of the uh, special effects on Citizen Toxic, Toxic Avenger uh, part, part 4, yeah. and she does the special effects now for Saturday Night Fever, and I mean Saturday Night Live, and, yeah. and, and, and she, you know, she's a big shot, and, 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 and um, uh, the gal who did the, um, who created the Toxie Mask in 1983, um, whose name uh, evades me now? Uh, uh, crap, I can't remember her name. But she recently got in touch, and I, I, I swear I was an animal. But they, they, you know, it seems that the people that Michael Hers, my partner of forty-three years, uh, that we apparently have created a friendship and a community and a family of uh, trauma employees and trauma fans and. People have worked for us over the 43 years who have very nice, you know, James Gunn talks more about trauma when he's interviewed than he talks about the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, he's so, uh, trauma was such a big deal. And same with Eli. I mean, Quentin Tarantino is uh, wearing trauma Mm t-shirts to this day. Yeah. You know, and it's also a testament to you and, you know, giving everybody opportunities that they probably wouldn't have anywhere else. So basically, you know, you give and they also give back to you. So it's also a testament to you, Lloyd, and, you know, being, you know. That's very, that's very kind of you. But remember, um, 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 these people have, have, have worked 20 hour days for us. They've slept on the floor. Uh, yeah. they, they've, uh, um, they've learned how to defecate in a paper bag. <laughs> and um, and uh, you know they they they've worked there they, you know they've worked so hard for trauma and um, so I owe them you know I see I owe them and and you know I do I, I, when people in fact uh, Zach who was a, a volunteer for trauma he's an NYU student 
I just he came. I, I just acted in his uh, NYU movie, uh, he, and I let him shoot it in the trauma building and build a set. And because we have a we have an area that uh, it's like a little uh, how do you say it? Uh, not a studio, but a, uh, a, a an empty space where you can build sets. And um, you know, I felt I owed him. He he worked for us, and uh, I should give him. Some, Give, you know, so we let him build the thing, and I did the part, and uh, you know, I acted for him, and uh, you know, it, it's it's a community. Trauma is really a community, and uh, you know, I was very much impressed and 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 moved and inspired by Andy Warhol, who had his factory, you know, and I when I was at Yale, I'd come down uh, and in my little bar mitzvah suit, you know, we had to we wore ties in those days, and I'd sort of hang around the factory and just to get inspired and I go to Max's Kansas City and hang out and and, uh, and you know I use some of his actors his Andy Warhol superstars in my early movies <laughs> and um, you know it's part of you know trauma's more like an underground Andy Warhol factory not you know we're, 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 and my partner is such a nice person also Mm. You know, we're, we're not we're not uh, nasty people like the yeah. Murdochs of the world. You know? Yeah, you know, you know, I I've been to the trauma place and it's awesome. And you know, the thing is, you're very accessible to the fans and you're very kind. And you and you know, everybody that works for you is very open and very caring and very giving and very showing. And you know, you're you're very approachable and. I think that's what it is. A lot of people love that, you know, you're so open about yourself. You know, hey, you want to come and take a look? Come and take a look. You know, here's a tour of this. See all where all the DVDs are at. See the whole trauma library. It's amazing. And, you know, you're just very giving to the fans. And I just want people to know that, that you're a very kind, kind man. And your staff is very excellent. So just want to say thank you for just being that way. Well, thank you, Ephraim. That means a lot to me. And, and you know, we have no secrets. There's a guy who made a movie. His name is Mars, M-A-R-S, like the planet. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met him, but I saw his movie, and it's very good, and he's trying to get distribution and or do it himself. And I told him if he wants the list of uh, movie theaters, if he wants our, you know, our list, I'll get, uh, you know, we'll send it to him. Uh, we can go to the movie. He can do what we do. Yeah. You know, it, 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 why not? Well, I got nothing to lose, right? Yeah, yeah. Why, why not be nice to people? Why not help people? Yeah. There's no reason to be secretive, or, you know. I'm, in a way, I'm kind of grateful that I, I, I've got sort of an underground uh, identity. That uh, you know, I'm sort of famous in the conventions. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, I'm going to a convention in Florida called Spooky Empire, and and, and uh, you know, there'll be a line at our booth uh, all day for three days, mm-hmm. and um, and then I'll go out in the street. Uh, nobody will know me, but that, in a way, that's you know how nice is that? If I was George Clooney or uh, who's the woman with the sex tape, uh, Kim, uh, Kim Kardashian, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd, yeah. I'd, have get a, I'd have to rent a private room at a restaurant in order to have dinner. Yeah. I can go into any restaurant, nobody but you know maybe one person will recognize me and ask me for an autograph. Maybe, maybe, and you know if I'm on the subway going to work, sometimes someone will recognize me. But, you know, in a way, it's kind of nice, right? I get the ego trip of, of the wonderful fans uh, 
you know, and, and I don't charge for my autograph. Either. Yeah, I was about to say that you 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 sign anything, and you'll you know you don't say oh twenty dollars for that. No, you're very giving. You you sign. You know? William William Shatner, William Shatner probably has a hundred million dollars, and he's eighty nine years old or whatever. Yeah, and he charges four hundred dollars. He takes young people's lunch money. For a fucking autograph. I mean, it's a scam. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And how about these celebrities who go on Twitter and and uh, what's the uh, Facebook yeah. and they hold up a, a perfume or a soda or a, and they don't say that they're paid to 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 uh, be photographed with it, mm-hmm. right? These fuckers who are at the Cannes Film Festival walking up at the Oscars, at the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, these uh, uh, women wearing $100,000 uh, dresses by designers, they're paid to do that, yeah. many of them. They're paid to hold up the jewelry. They don't even say they're paid for it. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean, that, that's horrible. It's a, it's a disgusting thing, and I'm glad I'm not part of it. So- I, think 50, I think 50 years from now, uh, opinion will, will, will be... They, I think people will talk about uh, that woman with the $4,000 Gucci bag, the same way that people talk about Maurice Chevalier serenading the Nazis when they uh, when they uh, took over Paris, right? Maurice Chevalier, the French star of Gigi and uh, so many other movies, uh, when the Nazis in, uh, took over Paris, he serenaded them. Yeah. It's funny you were saying about celebrities promoting stuff like Kim Kardashian promotes uh, Skechers, but I doubt she ever wore a Skechers in her life. Well, it does, that, that isn't the issue. The point is, she's wearing them and she's not revealing to the audience that she's getting paid for that. Yeah, if she's getting paid. There's yeah. a lot of that going on, and that's uh, very corrupt. Yeah. You no, know, it's ridiculous, especially since many of these corporations are doing bad things. Yeah. I know, that, that, I know that's always the corporations end up winning at the end. You know, they have all these celebrities that promote everything, but the corporations and, you know, the consumers also, because we're the ones that are, that are buying it, you know, so. Well, it, we've let the American education system uh, go downhill, and as a result, we've got the people who worship at the shrine of a, of a, a talentless Paris Hilton, talentless. <laughs> Kardashian, and how about that Pepsi commercial? Oh God! So let me get started yeah. on that either. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Michael Harris and Lloyd Kaufman and Troy Entertainment have uh, kept their noses clean. And uh, if you look at movies like Deadpool, you'll see that uh, we've been a good influence on uh, on the uh, the world of cinema. Yeah. Um, Lloyd, um, what goals are still left out there for you in 2017 that you have your sights set on? Well, the, the main goal is to uh, survive as a yeah. movie studio. And mm-hmm. if anybody wants to support Troma, uh, go to Troma now. Go subscribe. It's only four ninety nine a month. It's not like Kickstarter where we, you know we're sort of begging. It's uh, you get uh, pre- you get world premiere movies. You get two or three world premiere movies every month, and you get curated movies that I personally curate from our thousand movie library. For four ninety nine a month, and you get my make your own damn movie uh, uh, lessons, uh, and it's all and, and, and sign up, sign mm-hmm. up and subscribe. The first month is free, so you can look around. But uh, sign up and support these independent filmmakers. All the world premiere movies are by new independent. We've got seventeen year old uh, Kansas Bowling. We got the 
Peter Litvin, who's uh, 20 years old, who made Hectic Knife. Kansas made B.C. Butcher. Uh, uh, we've got the Irish guy who did uh, the Middle Finger, who's uh, 21, 22. You know, there are all these brilliant young new filmmakers, and their uh, movies are premiering on Troma now, and they're great. And, uh, you know, hopefully your listeners uh, will uh, support them, and, and that will support Troma, you know, because that's, that's our biggest challenge. The, yeah. You know, the uh, new FCC... Uh, commissioner is uh, going to allow AT&T to uh, buy Time Warner, the, the control over the media, the control over the, uh, the everything that you see, hear, and uh, read, and watch is all controlled by a smaller and smaller number of, of giant devil-worshipping international media conglomerates, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Troma is a tiny little, uh, uh, you know, Horton hears a who. <laughs> we're a tight, uh, uh, or we're a cork on the giant uh, ocean of, of uh, aircraft carriers, and the way to fight that is to support trauma. For four ninety nine a month, you get great movies and uh, and and have a wonderful time and help independent uh, art. Yeah, and my final question for you, Lloyd, is what would the Lloyd of today tell the Lloyd of yesterday? Keep your mouth shut. Don't talk about politics. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, give Ethan uh, at Atomic Podcast a, a big thank you. Uh, thank you, Lloyd. Um, so um, re- repeat that again, where if anybody wants to get a hold of you, I know you um, your Twitter, you have Twitter, you have Facebook, Instagram, and promote all the trauma outlets if anybody wants to see the films again. I, I do my own Twitter, so if you want to talk to me, Twitter's the best thing. Um, uh, as far as trauma goes, uh, you can see about 400 free movies uh, from our classics uh, collection and, and a lot of short pieces on trauma movies on YouTube. Uh, we did that to thank our fans. You know, it was all our classics um, there up on YouTube uh, with a, a lot of uh, other movies. And a lot of treasures, a lot of buried treasures. And then if you'd like to support Troma, uh, subscribe to Troma now. Uh, go to watch.troma.com. It's on VHX uh, TV. It's on that platform. Um, you can also get it on Roku. And uh, and uh, the movies on Troma now, you can't, they're nowhere else. They're only on Troma now. You won't get them on Netflix and um, unlike uh, Amazon and YouTube, we're not kicking out movies for alleged uh, moral uh, reasons, mm-hmm. which is which is code for saying we're kicking out independent uh, underground movies. We don't do that. Yeah. Well, Lloyd, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you once again for Volume 2 of Me and You. Thank you so much for being always a part of the Atomic Podcast. Much appreciated. Well, thanks, Ethan, and uh, thank you to your fans for listening. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.